Okay, so I did it with the first service. I'll do it with the second service. I have a southern accent to you guys, apparently. Um, I don't have a southern accent. I don't know where this came from because in Charleston, my accent is not really considered southern. So there you go. So I'm going to try to really vamp it up for you today. Give you a few y'alls. And I think last service I said Mike could. Did I? Great. I'm sure my English teacher is rolling over in her grave right now. Uh, anyways, so there you go. So you'll get to hear a little bit of um, a little bit of southern accent. Praise the Lamb. Okay. So this weekend we've been. First of all, let me just say I just want to say from all of us as well. It has been a privilege to be here this weekend with you guys and to be able to minister not only here but at Vandalia as well. Um, That was amazing last night. That was just so incredible. I just kept walking around going like this, like this is crazy. It's so good. It's so good. And, and, um, you know, Cameron alluded to it when he was talking about it earlier, but just from a personal perspective, I just want to say thank you for allowing Scott and Stephanie to come to to Somerville, you know. Um, I was here four years ago, uh, a very broken, very standoffish, very what the heck have I gotten myself into person, and um, very new to this culture, and didn't understand the prophetic, didn't understand the love of the Father, I didn't understand grace, I had lived a very legalistic lifestyle, I had fully believed that the more rules we had, the closer we could get to God and get to heaven. You know, that was how I lived. And I was very proud of that. You know, not that pride plays into anything. Uh, anyways, so I just want to say that I am very thankful that you guys gave them up. And I know it wasn't easy. I know it wasn't. Um, I can't even imagine it, to be honest with you, because even thinking now of possibly having to move one day breaks my heart because I don't, I don't want to leave what we have. You know, it's so good. It is so good. And so I just want to say thank you because if you hadn't let them come down there, I probably wouldn't be standing here today. A very changed person. A very changed person who loves the grace of God and who loves the Father heart message and who absolutely is learning to love the prophetic. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you guys so much. And we bless you guys. We bless this body to plant many more churches. Yeah. We bless this body to be fruitful and to multiply and divide and do all that stuff that the scripture commands to do because we know that there is good fruit here. There's good fruit. It's like, you know, how you want to take a a piece of the plant and go replant it somewhere else. Yeah. Y'all need to keep doing that. Okay. And there's your y'all. So there you go. Okay. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about pressing into the prophetic and what that looks like. Um, You know, I like to think, this is why I don't play golf. (laughs) I've got a lot of, I want to stay saved, first of all. Uh, Second of all, second of all, the reason I don't play golf is because if I can't master something pretty quickly, why bother? Seriously, I do not understand that game. Sorry, Greg. I am so sorry. I know you do, and you're you're really good at it. Um, but Greg has to really practice golfing, don't you, Greg? Yes. And even some days, it's not a great game, is it? 
No, that is a sermon right there. I just could take this a whole different place right now. Um, but anyways, I, I have always been of the mentality that, that we should be able to grab a hold of something and just get it and go with it, you know. And I like that because, hey, it's a lot less work. Let's be honest, right? And so a lot of times we press into our walk with God thinking that we're going to just like that be somewhere in our walk. And that includes a lot of different areas. Um, but because this is a prophetic conference that we're wrapping up this week, I'm going to concentrate on the prophetic side of it. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to press in just a little bit more to the prophetic. Okay? Um, the scripture that is infamous in the Father Heart message I am learning is John 5 and 19. The Son can do nothing by Himself. He can only do what He sees His Father doing because whatever the Father does, so the Son also does. Right? So we see a, a paradigm or an example that, that is set for us even in the New Testament that Jesus, even the very Son of God, part of the triune being who is God, right? Even He wouldn't do anything except what the Father spoke or said or, or told him to do. And so that is our that's our baseline, right? That's what we do in the prophetic is we only do or say what the Father tells us. Outside of that it's not prophetic. It becomes that whole psychic weird thing way over here. And we don't want to operate over there, do we? That's not good. No, no, no. Everybody say that's not good. Yeah. So um, another scripture that I found was Job 17 and 9, and it says, The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. So we can't sit still in what we have, right? We just can't. We can't sit still. A plant doesn't just get to a certain spot and sit there as it's growing and maturing into a mature plant. There is continual change. There's continual forward movement. There's continual progress. So we're ever learning. We are ever pressing into what God has for us. And so you may be able to prophesy for five minutes straight and and not break a sweat. Bless you. Right? But you could do 10, right? You could press into 10. You may not be really uh, excited about the fact of walking up to a complete stranger and sharing something that the Lord is telling you to share. You may never want to do that, actually. It may not be even in your personality and your makeup. But you could if God gave you the grace and you pressed in. Right. Right? Right? And so we're always looking for ways... To stretch ourselves, just like Jabez said. He said, Lord, enlarge my territory. You stretch me. You give me more. And God always wants to pour out more. Did you know He can never stop pouring out more? He never gets to the end of the bucket. That's amazing. So that says to me that no matter how far we get in our walk, there is always more. I'm glad. How boring would that be if we got to a point and that was all there was, right? Ugh. That's just, that's sad. But thankfully, that's not the way. Um, Cameron alluded to this particular scripture in the very beginning of the conference. And I love this. I love Corinthians because 
Um, Paul talks about the spiritual gifts, and then he talks about love, and then he talks about the gifts again. And in this passage, in the 14th chapter, verse 1, he says, follow the way of love. He just ended chapter 13 with, now abide these three, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Take a breath. Follow the way of love. Right? You should also want the gifts of the Holy, that the Holy Spirit gives. Most of all, you should want the gift of prophecy. I came from a culture where the only people who prophesied were those people who were called to be prophets. And then you would basically go like this when they wanted to say something to you. God, please don't let them say anything bad. Please don't let them say anything bad. Okay, forgive me for that thought. I'm so sorry that I didn't pay my tithes this week. And I'm so sorry that I only read one chapter in the Bible today. That's, that's how I live my life. And so I didn't, yeah, I was really scared. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what prophecy was. And so the Bible is, it's amazing what's in the Bible, you know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how people miss this, to be quite honest with you. But it says clearly, follow the way of love. Come on. And want to prophesy. Yeah. So I'm thinking that you should prophesy from a place of love. I don't know. It's a novel thought. I, I don't know. I think that I like that thought. So um, I think that's good advice to give. Prophesy from a place of love, right? Okay. So one of the things we do, and I'm sure you've heard this term before, is that we practice our giftings. Right? We practice a lot of things in life, but we practice our giftings. And practicing the prophetic means that you prophesy every time you get a chance. That means you don't wait until you um, are on the prophetic team on Sunday or you have a conference to do it. But you practice your gifting every chance you get. Do you know I prophesy to my kids? Mm-hmm. Right? Those moments when my six-year-old, who, am I, who I started homeschooling this year. Savior, help me, God. Uh, my six-year-old. I can choose two paths with her when it comes to spending 24-7 in her presence. Because she's a little strong-willed. I don't know where she gets it from. Probably her father. And uh, that's what I'm going to say up here because he's not here. Uh, I can choose two ways to handle her. I can look at her when she is wearing me slap out. I mean, I want to either jump through the window myself or hurl her through it. Okay, that kind of wear out, you know, and don't act like y'all don't feel that about your kids sometimes because I know, I know you do. Um, Maybe I'll have more father heart in me the next four years when I come back and I'll be like, this is great. Anyways, I can choose two ways to handle her. I can look at her and say, oh, Zoe, stop that right now. You're wearing me out. I'm about to lose my mind with you. You are so annoying. You're just wearing me down you nag you you just wear 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 and i'm going crazy i'm going crazy doing that or i can look at her and this actually works it's kind of crazy it is crazy how this works i can look at her and i can say you know what you are so amazing and i know you're having a rough day right now but you're not a girl who wants to act like that all the time you are a strong girl who loves to be gentle and kind and patient yeah. And all of a sudden, I see her go, I do, Mama. I do want to be that. And then my day just goes so much smoother. Praise the Lamb. <laughs> and we homeschool one more day. <laughs> 
we homeschool one more day. But I love the ability to practice it. You know, I, Shannon and I will talk to one another and we'll prophesy over one another. And prophesying is exhorting, edifying, and encouraging someone in the body. Someone who's not in the body. We can edify, exhort, and encourage them. And the Father's love can be so poured out on them that it changes who they are. Um, I've been playing the piano since I was five. And God has blessed me with a gift to naturally hear music. I haven't taken a lesson. I play, I play several instruments. And I have the ability to pick up an instrument. And if I really wanted to practice, I could play it. I could play it. it the hearing the music comes naturally to me. And so when I was five, my mom bought me a piano and I started playing. But here's the deal. I didn't just sit down and play at five years old like I do now at 42. Okay? I didn't do it. And um, it took hours. I played the piano so long sometimes that my fingers have bled playing the on those old-fashioned pianos, not the plastic ones. The real pianos with the ivory keys, you know? It would be an old piano and the... I would just tear my hands up playing them because I loved music and I wanted to be better at it and I wanted to be gifted in it and I wanted to make a difference with it. I loved it. And I knew God had given me something. And it felt wrong to just halfway do it. You know? It felt wrong. It felt like I was doing a disservice to just look at my gift and go, ugh. You know, I appreciate you giving it to me, but I really don't have the time or the effort to put into it. Instead, I'll just kind of halfway meager do it when it's necessary, and then I'll just go about my business. But instead, something in me was so hungry to press further into that that I did. I did it for years and years and years. And even today, when I play, music is different now than it was when I was learning. I have to practice to fit in and to do what is congruent or relative in the moment. I can't just get up there and play like I played 12 years ago in the Pentecostal church when we hammered away for hours at a time. That's just not how it works anymore. But in order for me to be excellent at my gift, I have to practice it a different way. Right? And I've been playing since I was five. So practicing is where it's at. And I didn't share this in the first service, but I want to share to you what, what practicing looks like in the prophetic. Okay? Everybody okay with that? So this is my infamous story that I typically share at our school of ministry back home when we're teaching on uh, either the prophetic or hearing God's voice. But when I went through the school of ministry at New Day our first year, um, like I said, this prophetic thing was totally new to me. I liked it. I liked being prophesied too. <laughs> Man, did I love getting me some words, right? Oh, the places I'm going to go, the things I'm going to do, this is awesome. But when it came time to actually do the prophesying, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's for me. Not everybody needs the gift, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I was really scared of it. I really was afraid. And so I started kind of practicing. We did activations. And so I started practicing the prophetic. And I started prophesying some on Sunday mornings. A little bit, not much, because I hadn't been through the school yet. But there were times that they would just pull some of us in and we would prophesy. So I would not do a lot of the talking, but I would 
watch. Right? I would watch what others were doing and I would, I would think, oh, Chris can really prophesy. I'd love to be able to prophesy like that because he just sits there and goes, and he will go on and on and on. And, and, and it looks so effortless. And I'm sitting over here going, come on, give me something. Give me something. Just one thing. Give me something. You know, I'm just so freaked out by it. So Stephanie had us to line up in the school this particular night. And we had already been doing like prophesy for a minute over someone. Prophesy over here for two minutes. Let's go for three. And I don't know about you guys, but three minutes when you're having to hear the voice of God and actually repeat it can sometimes be the longest three minutes of your life. Because you think, okay, I'm sure a minute's passing. You look down, it's like 20 seconds. It's like, oh, no. So I'm standing there, and I thought, okay, this is okay. I can do this. So half of us lined up here. The other half faced us in a, in a row. And she said, we're going to prophesy over each other tonight for five minutes. And I was like, oh, and inside I'm just tense. I am so emotional. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can press into this. I'm, I'm afraid. And she said, so everybody line up. And so I looked and a gentleman by the name of Blaine Vinson was standing in front of me. And I thought, okay, we can do this. I don't know how I'm going to talk really slow. And this five minutes will pass. Then Stephanie, how many of you do know Stephanie Jones? Oh, good, because you're going to get this. <sighs> then Stephanie goes, <laughs> Now I want you to blindfold yourselves going down this aisle. And the other people switch places. And I was like, what? And I'm the blindfolded person, okay? That means Blaine is leaving my sight. Somebody else is going to be standing there. I'm already stretched and I haven't even opened my mouth yet. Right? And so I'm standing there, and so we start prophesying. And guys, I, practicing, you know, when I started playing the piano at five, I sounded like a five-year-old playing the piano. At ten, I still kind of sounded like a ten-year-old playing the piano. And I said this in first service, but just God right now bless all those people who had to listen to me when I was ten. And please don't let that have scarred them to what music is supposed to sound like, because I know it had to be torture. Listening to me in a church service trying to clunk out, I'll fly away on a piano. Okay? Um, but at 15, I really started coming into my own pretty good. That's 10 years. Yep. 10 years of playing and playing and playing. So this is months into the prophetic, and this is a huge stretch for me. And I'm so emotional, so I'm standing there. And this is, I, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't graceful. I'd like to tell you that I stood there and I went, I just see the Lord saying that you are so special to him. You're a flower that's blooming and I see clouds and sun and, and he says he loves you. And I just wanted it to be so beautifully, you know, delivered. But this was me. <sighs> okay. So I'm probably going to get this wrong. <laughs> And I hear the Lord say, I think it's him talking, I hear the Lord say, and it just was horrible. It was just torture to get through. I see these jewels, and and I feel like the Lord is saying, you're special. I mean, we're all special. I know we're all special, but but you're really special. And um, and I feel like the Lord is saying, there's worship. And, and if you're not in worship, I'm so sorry, but I feel like it's worship. But everything I did, because I was being stretched, just... 
It was pitiful, y'all. It was so pitiful. It was. But it was a safe place, right? And I knew that. So even though I hated that feeling of being stretched, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to stand up here and lie and tell you that it was great. It was not great. It was torture. But I knew I was being stretched. Well, Stephanie kept saying things like, that was two minutes. No! So we prophesied a little longer. We prophesied, and she's like, okay, you're in the home stretch. Come on, people, press in, press in. So I'm finally getting to the end, and I feel like this person has been tortured. They're going to need prayer ministry. Uh, they are, they're thinking, man, I got robbed. I don't know. You know, it's just, I'm thinking all these horrible things. And she says, ask God if it's a man or a woman. Uh-oh. And I was, and this is what I did. <laughs> So I heard female, that crossover thought, you know, when you're not thinking. I heard female, and I thought, man, there's a 50-50 chance I'm right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Okay, so if I miss that one, hey, it's not so bad. Now, now, okay, so when I count to three, I want you to take your blindfold off. But when I do, when you take it off, I want you to say the name of the person standing in front of you. I know. She's mean, isn't she? You need to talk to her. So, anyway, so I'm standing there and I thought, well, shoot, I'm all in now. That's how I felt. You know, I'm all in now. So, when I took that blindfold off, I was like, okay, here we go. I mean, it's like I'm getting ready. I'm like, oh, God, please, if you love me, please, Lord. So she said, ask for who the name is. And so I did. And I heard the word Corinne. Y'all know Corinne. Corinne Yarls. Y'all know her. Yeah. And so, and I'm thinking, Lord, if it is Corinne, I'm going to have to really apologize to her. (laughs) So I go to take that blindfold off. And I said, Corinne. And I opened my eyes. And Corinne was standing right in front of me. Yeah. And in that moment, I was so emotionally overcome that I, I, I'm telling you, I sobbed like a baby. And it wasn't because I got it right. It was because I heard him. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And all of that pressing through the junk and the bad delivery and the feeling tormented in the moment like this can't be right. I heard God. He talked to me. As I was stretching, I heard him and I took the chance and I said what I heard and I was I was right in what I heard. I delivered it correctly. And that moment completely flipped me in the prophetic. Um, it impacted me so greatly that I thought, okay, listen, if I can be blindfolded, I have to call somebody's name out. I'm serious. I, okay, I can do this. Somehow God's going to help me do this. But it also unlocked this thing in me of, okay, there's more. Yeah. There's more to this, and I want it. I want whatever is left or whatever he has. I want, I want that in, in me. So in wrapping this up, I wanted to give you just a couple of practical ways to press in to the prophetic. And um, Cameron did say that you guys already do this, but treasure hunts are a great way to do it. You take a group of people out, you pray, you ask God for things to look for, you go approach people and you just minister, whatever it might be, prayer, might be a prophetic word. That's stretching you on listening for the voice of God and doing what the Father tells you to do, right? How many of you like to walk up to a complete stranger and say, Hey, so I heard God say something and I'd like to share that with you. As outgoing as I am, it's hard for me because I don't want to be rejected, right? A lot of times we are fearful of that because we don't want to be rejected, right? 
So it, we, we hold back. Words of knowledge are a, gr- a great way to press into a prophetic gifting. Calling out, I, I feel like there's someone here with this going on and this going on. And we want to pray for healing or deliverance or freedom in that area. Um, Stephanie also had us prophesy one time at a dinner party at, in a restaurant over the waiter. Yeah. Just out of the blue. You know, that's just what she does. And I was like, okay, we're going to give a word to somebody at the waiter. He may not even want it, but he did. And he bawled like a baby when we gave it to him. It was crazy. So, yeah, it's just really cool stuff. But there are a few things to keep in mind as well. You have to fight fear. When you start pressing into something new, you have to fight fear. Because you're automatically going to be afraid of the unknown. Right? What if it doesn't look like what I think? What if it doesn't feel like what I think? What if I do it and God doesn't show up? Right? You also need to be teachable. You will never outgrow the need to learn from somebody. You won't. Right? Be tender. Don't go plowing in there telling somebody the what for. Believe me, I've had experience with that. It is not pretty. And usually you will be shut down so fast. But be tender with what you say. God in heaven, the God of the universe, is speaking to you directly, asking you to share his heart with someone. Be tender. He's tender with you. Right? Weigh your words. Weigh your words. Sometimes we hear things and God shows us things when we're prophesying that aren't necessarily meant to be revealed in the moment. Right? Use wisdom and ask God when He shows you something or says something or reveals something to you. Is this a now, a later, or something to just pray about for this person? Right? So God may give you something really heavy in the moment. Maybe it's something that you feel kind of like it's negative, like a negative thing, like this person has been shut down or holding back. You don't have to necessarily address the negative for the Father to do His work. You can go in from the positive side and absolutely wreck somebody with the love of God and change them from the inside out. You know? So we weigh our words. We're tender Work on our timing. Work on our timing. Love, 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 love. All the time. Show the love of the Father all the time. And the last thing is, remember that above all else, you speak life. You speak life to people. That is our responsibility in the prophetic, is to speak life into someone. Not death. Not not condemnation, not shame, not fear. Any of those elements, we don't do those things. We speak life. We lift people up. That's what we do. That's what He's commissioned us to do, is to go and win. We go, we speak, we speak life to people. We say, you are more than that. You are more than that place you're in. And this is how God sees you. So, yeah, maybe they're not that person just now, but we call out who they are in God's eyes. That's what we do when we press into the prophetic. So just thank you guys so much for having us this weekend. We have really enjoyed it. And we just bless y'all. And we just say thank you so much for letting us be with you.
Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for coming all this way and sharing. Okay. In a moment, we'll be taking an offering. But before that, I want you to look on the backs of the seats in front of you. And there is a connection card. We'd like you to fill that out, please. Uh, you can contact the care team, prayer requests, testimonies, respond to today's message, a lot of things. And if this is your first time here, if you're a visitor, please check the appropriate box for that and bring it to the connection counter. We have a gift for you. Hey, also on this, there's places for sign-up, and this time... One of the things that we're signing up for is the ladies group. It's having a ladies night out at Martelli's. It's going to be on November 11th. Last year it was fun. We wore these weird hats. I don't know if we're doing anything weird this time, but <laughs> sign up on the card and show up. Okay. Bring it. Maybe you'll get two to wear. <laughs> or they'll have funny slippers or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, if the ushers will come on, get ready. Uh, as you know, there was no registration fee for this weekend's conference. So to help pay for that, if you designate today's guest speaker, that money will go toward paying for this conference for this weekend. We would appreciate that. Okay. Uh, there's ways to give up here.